And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off at still smooth productions <laughs> oh big golf huh all right well see you later and the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world i think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and chipotle at st bales Episode of Bold Nonsense. Senseless, what is up? Hello, we are back. The red light is on. The red light means stop thinking. Get a little senseless with us. Turn that thing, turn that, that brain dial. Switch it from week mode, work mode, to weekend mode. So like, go from, go from the eight or nine that you're at, come back down to six or five. That's what we're asking you to do and just... Relax here with us on 121-2021. That's January 21st of the year 2021. This is episode 144. This is what, our third episode of 2021? Yeah, we're cruising, man. We're cruising. We are cruising. I have to say, I've given it enough time. I don't like 2021. And here's why. I don't like saying it. It doesn't roll. 2020 rolled so well off the tongue when I was trying to introduce the date. And going 121-2021, that sounded fine, but I don't like it in the heat of the moment. For the gift that 2020 could have been, uh, you know, to our ears and everything like that, it was, obviously it was a shitty year. And we're basically going to have the same year again, hopefully not as long, but with just a worse date, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, you have to say 2020 in hushed tones for the rest of, mm-hmm. of time. has mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, uh, 2019, amazing year. 2021, half the year, pretty good. 2020, not so good. Kind of a dick. Kind of a dick. That's, that's the kind of guy we're talking about here. But uh, yeah, 2021 just doesn't roll off the tongue as well, and I don't like it. What does roll off the tongue super well is I'm at Walsh Disney, happiest mm. host on earth. You took journalism. Yeah. Get out of here. He's back. I'm here again. I'm feeling pretty good. It's been a been a nice week. Everybody's having fun. And the guy who's going to have a lot of fun with us, with me, across the ether is... At Still Smooth, Mr. PTO. I have a sexy voice. Champagne. Mountain range. Hugs. Thank you, At Wash Disney, for that introduction. You mentioned it was a great week uh, this week. We got out and golfed twice already, and we're going to golf this week on Sunday. So, hey, we're getting after it in the midst of the cold January weather. And speaking of January, 
Speaking of today's date, speaking of on this date, that's what I do every week. I bring you on this date and all the way back, oh wow, 11 years ago, one twenty one two thousand ten. 2010 LA Lakers forward Kobe Bryant becomes the youngest NBA player to reach 25,000 career points at the young age of 31. 31 in 151 days. He actually beat uh, Wilt Chamberlain's record by a mere 35 days. So very close, but congratulations to the late, great Kobe Bryant. Um, That's pretty crazy. Uh, We are almost 30 years old and have nowhere of the relevance. I don't want to say that, nowhere of the relevance as Kobe Bryant, but that just made me feel old. We do have a podcast that we have lit. He didn't have a yeah. podcast. Kobe didn't have a podcast. He didn't have a, po- he didn't have no. a podcast. He just had a bunch of uh, trophies. Yeah. I have, tro- I have trophies. So I would trade. Really, if you're thinking about it. So he had trophies. We also have trophies. We yeah. have a podcast. He didn't have a podcast. Yeah. So it's like. I'd rather be friends with us. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, senseless. <laughs> uh, I like that. Um, although I don't have any points in the NBA, so. No. Give him that one. Um, all right. I like that. R.I.P. Kobe. Uh, and not Will. Will. Yes, Will, too. I mean. Will's. Pretty sure. Will. I don't think Will's kicking anymore. Very dead? Possibly dead? Let me see. Very dead? Was your first choice of words very dead? Yeah, no, he is confirmed very dead. October 12th, 1999. Oh, wow. RIP to both. I was actually just reading today. Wilt Chamberlain, do you know what other Hall of Fame he's in? He's obviously a basketball Hall of Famer. Do you know what other... Hall of Fame, he is in. Are you kidding me? No. I didn't know anybody in this world is part of two Hall of Fames. That is pretty dope. I do not know. So please share with us. Coach K is a member of like four different Hall of Fames. Just so you know. Oh Uh, my god. But Will Chamberlain, he is a member of two Calipari Zero Hall of Fames. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Will Will Chamberlain is part of two, the Basketball Hall of Fame and the Volleyball Hall of Fame. Wow! Did he, he play professional? He played professional volleyball. Yes, he did. He was an incredible volleyball player, as you would imagine, being that athletic and that tall. Holy cow! He well, was also, he was also a world class high jumper. D- does being long and lanky help you in high jump? Is that some? Is that something that that body guy. type lends to? I think you're the track guy here. I participated in track. I'm not a track guy. I was JV track, and I I did all. I participated in all the jumping events, and I was not a jumper. I don't know why. Big it's because I didn't have to condition as much. Big, big jump guy. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it would hinder you because you got more too. to get over the bar. Yeah, yeah. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Or Physics is it? Stuff, or know. is it? It's probably just you want your center of gravity to be high. So if you're like long legged and tall, you can. Because your hips was, are high, so you get the hips to the bar. Just throw the legs over the top. That's probably yeah. I think you're right on that one because you never see like any short, shorter. I mean, I'm sure there's a point where like there's a tipping point where you're too tall, but um, yeah, I think long and lanky would lend itself to better. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That was an amazing on this date. We started a good conversation, and we go to random thoughts. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. No, I'm saying. Well, I'm awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. I'm in a brainstorm session. I think I just... Yeah. I just had an idea. Isn't that weird? Random thoughts, and I want to get to... It's kind of a follow-up from a conversation we had a couple weeks ago. And uh, really, the Christmas the Christmas one. Or, no, last week. You know what? A couple weeks ago. I'll just leave it there. Because uh, I'm going to get in my own head. And uh, following it up. So revisiting, following it up. Like a part B. We talked about uh, how Josh Allen is one of our favorite people in the NFL. We even, we even did... A, like a cool team rankings, the Bills won, and he was a main reason. Mm-hmm. I've got to propose a contender to the belt of cool dude in the NFL. Wow, this guy's held the belt for two weeks, and you're already trying to strip it from him? Yeah. The NFL's full of cool people. <laughs> okay, hit me. You're, you know, you're in a battleground. Yeah. Uh, Titans left tackle Taylor Lewan. People might not know Taylor Lewan as much as as Josh Allen being a quarterback and him being a left tackle. He's a Michigan man, and he is hilarious. You might recognize the name Taylor Lewan. He was the he hosts a podcast. He was the one who asked Vrabel if he would cut off his dingle to win a Super Bowl, and Vrabel <laughs> said yes, he would. Um, nice. Yeah. So Taylor Lewan is a he's hilarious, great personality, really funny dude, way out there, and just doesn't give and doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks, and it's awesome. I don't know what Taylor Lewan looks like, but I imagine him with. Hopefully, he has longer hair. It lets oh, out yeah. of the. Okay, good. He lets out of the helmet a little bit, a little length. Uh, it's at times. It's mostly like the tight on the sides, longer, a little flow on top. Gotcha. Okay. I see that, though. Yeah. Very tattooed. Um, mm. Yeah. So, so the way I, I, I kind of see this is Josh Allen would be like the guy we want to hang out with. Like we talked about, we'd love to go golfing with Josh Allen. Yeah. Taylor Lewan, I'd want to host a pod with like I'd want to have him as a guest on our podcast like that that's how he would be he's amazing at that let me ask you this if you could only have one celebrity guest between the two of them to go on a uh, a j-term party night who would it be oh jeez who's who who are you having the most fun with I would have to I'd have to we have to qualify this how old am I am I the age I am now or am I am I the age we were when we were doing J terms? J yes, and and those guys are our age. Taylor Lewan so hands down. Really? Taylor wow. Lewan, okay, so Taylor lewan has got the the crazy energy of somebody. You know those people that um, you just end up doing wild stuff with, like you go out just to you know have a few drinks at the bar and the night just turns legendary and it's a story forever. Yes. Taylor Lewan is that guy. Okay. He's a guy okay. who turns a night into is that a legendary night. 
Where Josh Allen is like, you're having a good time. Yeah. You want to hang out with Josh Allen probably more often, but Taylor Lewan, you want to throw in there for for not a curveball, but a fastball every now. You you physically cannot hang out with Taylor Lewan too often because your body just won't be able to keep up. Absolutely, my favorite story about Taylor Lewan is a couple years ago. So Mariota is still a Tennessee Titans quarterback. The Nashville Predators NHL team are making a run. They're a new team. They're making a run to the Stanley Cup Finals. And it became tradition. Mariota would was a designated driver for the five <laughs> Tennessee Titans offensive linemen. <laughs> and they started this tradition, and that killer of the one kind of kicked it off. They got a catfish. And during big moments of the game, they would pour a beer down the catfish's mouth and then one of the linemen would chug, usually Taylor Lewan, would chug the beer out of the catfish's mouth and then throw it on the ice. And that would get the whole arena going just absolutely wild. Gross! But that's Taylor Lewan. It's legendary, it's hilarious, it's awesome, maybe a little gross, but it's fun. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I need to. I hopefully he when he retires he goes and uh, and we could show him a thing or two about the the podcasting industry and uh, well hopefully he starts his own podcast but hopefully we have him on as well. Well, he has a podcast. We oh, we, we guessed it. Yeah. So he's a competitor, but uh, I'm not yeah. gonna say I'm not gonna say <laughs> no the title ads. of his podcast because yeah. everybody knows no freaking ads. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, a couple of cool guys. Just want different hangouts, but cool. I love that. I got one more random thought for you. Actually, you just sparked it for me. It's a real quick one. Let's give a quick update on our new favorite hockey teams. Do you have any standings? Do you know where they are? Mm. Mm. I do not. I do not know. Um, for those who, who maybe didn't hadn't heard, I forced Smoove into <laughs> each of us choosing an, a hockey team, an NHL team, because we want to be hockey guys. So I made us put a put our money where our mouth is. Maybe let's even do this. You want to beer bet it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell I'll yeah. Be, beer bet for whoever's team does better this season. We'll go regular season. Let's do it. Go with that. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually learning something new. My my San Jose Sharks are in the West Division of the NHL. If anyone cares, and they're at two and two with a current win streak of one. We. Where, you you landed on Pittsburgh, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, you, Penguins. Pittsburgh two and two with a current win streak of two. So you took a quick, little dip at the beginning, but now you're in the right you're in the right yeah. trajectory. You know, when you got a good team, sometimes they just go in a little lackadaisical. Got to get the legs underneath them, and now we're moving. Both I lo- our I love teams it. two and two. Beer bet on whoever has the better regular season record. Let's do it. I, I love hockey's division. Quick shout out to hockey's divisions. The Central, East, and West are all pretty self-explanatory. It's not like, you know, the NBA and shit like that, where like they, it doesn't make sense like what divisions they're in. Yeah. Well, but they then they also have. Them. Oh, okay. Oh, they okay. Ch- they changed them for this year, so like one of the divisions, it has all the Canada teams in it, so that you don't have to cross the Canada-U.S. border. Since it's such a pain in the ass for this year. Okay, and that's what I was going to point out was there's a Central, East, and a West division, and then they just put all the Canadas in the North division, and I was like, <laughs> that's hilarious. It's just, a, it's just a division of Canadian teams. Just an extra, like, 
get out of here. Yeah, you guys go play up there. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Okay. So that that very well done there. Uh, following our hockey teams, good conversation about cool people. Probably some cool people in hockey too. But mm. let's get to it. Let's keep it moving and let's go to trivia. 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 <laughs> trivia, baby. Oh. <laughs> Jeopardy. Gonna make that your final answer? I think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Here comes trivia, and we gotta go to last week's question. The question was, this player set the record for most times being intentionally walked in 2004. Who was it, and how many times was he walked intentionally? Alright. Walked intentionally a bunch of times, kind of narrows it down, hopefully you kind of thought about this. Answer in three, two, one, it's Barry Bonds. Mr. Big Head himself. Hell. Uh, Barry Bonds, in 2004, Barry Bonds uh, set the record for intentional walks. Um, that was... Oh, okay, sorry, got it. Um, in 2004, he was walked 120 times. In 2004, intentionally walked 120 times. That is the record that he set in 2004. Also, in that season, he he set he was intentionally walked four times in one game in 2004 uh, during that record season, and he was intentionally walked 668 times in his career. That's nuts. Yeah. So, do you think he even got to, like, bat in that one game? Like, I mean, how many times are you do you bat for? Are you up to bat in a nine-inning game? Three, four times? Nine. He's probably hitting three or four at the time. So, he was four. Honestly, <clears throat> he probably didn't get to bat. Yeah. Huh, what a I mean, savage. Maybe you get up five times, but I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess he, yeah. he didn't get to bat that game. Hmm. What a way to earn your money. If you're that good, man, that that's the life. Well, yeah, just I, mean, I mean, you buy enough buy good, enough good needles and you'd never have to bat again. <laughs> Case and point. Uh, this week's trivia question reads like this. Which of the following players was selected earliest in the 2000 NFL draft? Plaxico Burris? Sebastian Janikowski? Tom Brady or Brian Urlacher? One more time, which of the following players was selected earliest in the 2000 NFL draft? Plaxico Burris, Sebastian Janikowski, Tom Brady, and one Sir Brian Urlacher. You can and will find that answer next week on episode 145 of the Bold Nonsense podcast. But for now, we head to the news. I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. Here we go in the news, starting in the NFL. Couple of things, real quick. This happened today. Steelers have officially signed Dwayne Haskins. 
Dwayne, no mask Haskins. Dwayne. Dwayne. Uh, strip club. Tatas in face, no mask Kevin Haskins. Dwayne, talentless Haskins. Oh. Oh, burn. Got him. Got him. Scorched him. Uh, I don't know. I think it's okay, like, potential-wise. To me, what it says is that Big Ben's coming back. Because I, I don't think... Why would you sign Dwayne Haskins? It's a one-year deal. Why would you sign Haskins just to draft somebody? You wouldn't do that. You'd only sign Haskins if you had the time to see if he would work out with somebody in front of him. Well, it... I don't quite understand the one-year deal then. Like, are you just hoping to see, wouldn't it be like a multi-year, like two-year deal or something like that? Like the, Or I guess you could, I guess, extend him after the one year, but I, I don't know. Because so you're else, saying... So what it's going to end up being, you sign him to a one-year, and basically no one else can see him. Oh. So it's not like they would be able to see, they would... Uh, it's not like everybody would have a bunch of film on him to use. Gotcha. I mean, I guess maybe Ben doesn't come back, and their plan is to just rock with somebody. Like, they're not going to draft a quarterback, but that seems stupid. They we need saw to that draft last a quarterback. Year. Yeah. I don't know. Ben, I don't know. <laughs> Ben's not serviceable, man. I mean, he's better than Haskins, though. He's better oh, than, yeah. he's better than yes. anybody else they have on that roster. Yeah. So you either have to bring him back, draft a guy, or roll with one of these guys in your roster. It can't be roll with one of the guys in your roster. And to me, signing Dwayne Haskins and drafting a guy doesn't make sense. So it it like the only one left is Ben's coming back. That's how I get there, but I don't... Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Maybe they are just going to start Dwayne Haskins. Yuck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's get to good quarterbacks, huh? How about the end of an era? Bales, cover your ears. <laughs> Philip Rivers has retired. Yeehaw! Daggum. <laughs> Daggum it. <laughs> um, yeah, he retired 17 seasons, which is kind of cool because he's number 17. 17 oh, that is 17. cool. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's a sick That one. is cool. Um, he's retired 17 seasons. I think he's like fifth all-time passing yards. He, he's top five in like passing yards, completions, uh, maybe even touchdowns. I mean, he's way up there in a bunch of regular season He stats. is in touchdowns as well. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, regardless of whatever happens, you know, he's a great career. And one of the best. Hall of Famer or no? I thought we would get here. And I've been thinking a <laughs> lot about it this week. And, like, flipping back and forth. Originally, I was like, yeah, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. But the more I think about it, the more I was like, I don't know. Because you want the Hall of Fame to be exclusive, you know. You don't want to just put anybody in there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of came up with two things, two ideas for the Hall of Fame that I think I would generally use. So when it comes to quarterbacks, uh, you don't count Super Bowls. That's not that you don't count them, but it's not number one. Um, it's not even number two. 
what for me one and two are playoff appearances, and then record, and then Super Bowls. Playoff appearances, I count that as highest because during the regular season, a a great quarterback can carry his teams to wins. But in the playoffs, you can't really do that. A quarterback can't do it by himself. So how many times do you get your team to the playoffs? Um, and maybe and, and then comes the record. Like how many times do you advance? How many times do you do you win? Do you get there? So what I did was I went ahead. Nice. And I found some numbers. And I just went through some of the peers of of Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Big Ben, Peyton, Eli, and Brady. Those are like his peers, all right? Yeah. And I went ahead and I found uh, their playoff appearances, so the playoff games, because that includes your advancements, that includes everything like that, their record in their Super Bowls. Brady is obviously number one. He's played in 43 playoff games. He's 32-11, and 11, and he has six Super Bowls. Nobody really comes close to that. Peyton has 27 playoff games, 14-13 and 13 in the playoffs, and two Super Bowls. Big Ben has 22 playoff games. It's actually a lot more than I thought he would. Yeah. He's 13 and 9 in those playoff games and he has two Super Bowls. So his is actually pretty good. <sighs> Drew Brees has 18 playoff games, 9 and 9 with one Super Bowl. Eli has 12 playoff games, 8 and 4 with two Super Bowls and Rivers has 12 playoff games as well. He's five and seven with zero Super Bowls. So, I totally agree with what you're saying in your ranking system and your formula. Similar to what you said, I'm going to count Super Bowls for you. I'm not going to count the lack of Super Bowls against you because, like you said, regular season and postseason are two completely different things. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl is held at the end of the season health of your team overall team factors into that blah 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 lots of things that go into it so that's just how i look at it two things i'm going to share kind of what i think about like who sh- how you should be chosen for the uh hall of fame and then another thing about if how numbers can be distorted big ben has two super bowls correct yeah he played poorly in both of those super bowls his team, he was he, he wasn't he was not the reason I believe that they won those two Super Bowls. I would say serviceable, but he didn't shine. So I don't want to say those are again. I wouldn't call those are fraudulent Super Bowls, but yeah. but I don't know they're skewed. Um, I was listening to no ads. Uh, the um, the herd today, and my girl. Joy Taylor brought up something uh, very interesting. What she was saying was that what she believes the criteria for Super Bowl uh, or for a Hall of Fame um, candidacy, I guess, um, is can the story of the NFL be told without you? You know, and as as good of as good of a quarterback. As Phil Rivers is, if you take if you take old Phil out, 
no one's really missing him, you know? Yeah. Eli took down the great, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, twice. Yeah. Ben, great team and everything like that. Everyone has, everyone has these great moments, you know? Uh, even though, even though, uh, you know, uh, Dan Marino uh, didn't win any Super Bowls, he had huge moments on the biggest stage. And Phil just, ne- what, he had one conference championship, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, it's kind of... You want it to be an exclusive club, like you said. Otherwise, yeah. it devalues the the rest of the inductees. Yeah. So for me, when I was when I like I said originally, I was like, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. But then I looked at this, and basically, what it tells me is he was the worst of his peers. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying that to bash him because it one yeah. it tells you how good this group was. Yeah. Is yes. still. So let's let's put that into context. And I'm not saying he was bad, because obviously he's amazing. And I'm not saying he should never get in. But not, it should probably take a long time. Because, like, no suit. Could, he couldn't beat any of these guys? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Is, so they were all able to beat each other, but he never yeah. could. Yeah. And how do you, how do I, for me, I because I want him to go in. So for me, I'm, I'm like battling with myself and saying, how yep. do I put this guy in when he couldn't beat these guys? And then I'll go to my second th- my second idea for Hall of Fame, which is similar to Joy Taylor's. Uh, it's less about the story of the NFL. And mostly what I like to think about is say you get a tour guide in for the Hall of Fame. So you've got this tour guide. He's bringing you around. He's showing you this bust. And he's telling you about this guy. He's telling you about this guy. What does he say, or what do they say about each person? What do they say about you? Is it big? Is it impressive? And I was thinking about it. What would they say about Philip Rivers? He played a long time. Yeah. He was on a. a he was in San Diego forever. <laughs> he, I don't like. What do you say? There's nothing, and it's sim. It's very similar to the story of the NFL. Yeah. But what do you say about Philip Rivers that's really Hall of Fame worthy? Yep. He didn't cuss and he talked a lot of shit. He's funny as hell, man. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's hard for me, but I think he's, for me, it's trending towards Hall of Very, 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 Very Good. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, fun stuff. But, but, that was kind of negative and we did get, we did get into an area where we didn't want to go because we did want to make this about Philip Rivers and how awesome he was to watch, how funny he was. You said he's very funny, very fiery, threw the ball weird, and so hey, good on you. Golf clap, much love to Phil Rivers. Okay, good let's get into you. some NFL hirings. Dan Campbell, you might remember him as an interim head coach for the Dolphins a couple years ago. He has been hired by the Lions. He had his press conference today and apparently went awesome. He was talking about his players biting off other people's kneecaps anytime they get knocked down, uh, kicking people's teeth in, the whole thing. This guy is an ex-player, very intense, uh, like big, big kind of like workout guy. Um, it's going to be interesting. This is one of those who is mostly a motivator. Not big X's and O's guy. So, does that work in today's NFL? That is going to be the case study around Dan Campbell. 
Very interesting. Another one, Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator for the, the Rams this season, the first season he's been a coordinator, has been hired by the Chargers to be their head coach. Um, interesting one. A lot of people just like, uh, a lot of people are t- calling him the defensive McVay. He's like hmm. this young guy, uh, who's got a genius, uh, very good, good with players, a, a good leader, um, on the, just on the defensive side of the ball. So that's, that'll be interesting as well. And Nick Siriano. The offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts this season, right-hand man of Frank Reich, has been hired by the Eagles. If you can't get Frank Reich, you get his right-hand man to, to <laughs> nice. repair Wentz. That's the whole thing there. So, Godspeed. Yep, a couple of good hirings there. Let's move on to baseball. Just have to update uh, some massive signings here. And a team that everyone loves. It's really everyone's favorite team. America's team, some call it. The Houston Astros. <laughs> George Springer, outfielder for the formerly out, former outfielder of the Houston Astros, has signed with the Toronto Blue Jays six years, $150 million. So pretty much we knew it couldn't. the Astros couldn't bring everybody back. And Springer's the one to go because they signed a couple people for smaller deals. One of those is Michael Brantley. He came. He is going back to Houston two years, $32 million. All right. There we go there. Good to be a baseball player. Good to be a baseball player. That is all guaranteed money, by the way. Um, God. Let's go, let's, <laughs> let's go to college. College football. College sports, really, for the first story. Actually, I'm going to flip these stories. I'm going to talk about this one first. I'm a little fired up about it. Notre Dame has been put on probation for a whole freaking year. Cheaters. At, shut your mouth. Is not You're wearing party. a Notre Dame t-shirt I now, am wearing too. a Notre Dame t-shirt because we are getting jobbed. Play like a cheater. This today. is Mark Emmert trying to come after a, a storied program in there. Where would the NCAA be without Notre Dame? So this, these are the transgressions of Notre Dame. Brian Kelly took a picture with a player. That's the big one. That's actually, that's the small one, but that's one of them. That's stupid. Are you kidding? He took a picture. He literally took a picture. And probably shaking the guy's hand. He initially said no to the picture, but then the kid, who's like 17, asked, please. And so he's like, all right, you can have a picture. And apparently that guy was a good football player, so now it, oh, apparently now the world's ending. Oh, yeah, because Saban doesn't just <laughs> hand out money backs. We're not Tennessee. We just took one the freaking McDonald's picture. <laughs> Jesus. And then we had an assistant coach who got confused, thought one player was in the class above. He thought he had restructured, which players do all the time. So I think that's weird. And so he had a meeting with him too early. It was one meeting. You gotta know. If that's your job, you gotta know. He was fired. This is garbage. Alabama's out here with 117 five-star wide receivers, and nobody (laughs) blinks a fucking eye. (laughs) Jesus. Somebody check Trevor Lawrence's bank account. There's some numbers that don't add up. 
All right, let's move on. I'm going to keep yelling. This is actually good news. This is great news for everybody on the West Coast. Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott is out. He is done. Everybody celebrate. Set the fireworks off. This guy is a disaster. Uh, Basically, about 10 years ago, he got a TV deal that was worth a good amount of money. Mainly because of USC. Now, they're the worst conference in America. It's not close. He has people playing at 7 o'clock at night, multiple weeks in a row, on basically not even on TV. Uh, No money, no support for any programs from any of the schools. He has run the Pac-12 into the freaking ground. And he's allowed the schools and the lack of football enthusiasm to destroy this conference and we're glad he is gone he he's run it so far into the ground and mishandled so many things he's moved the headquarters to san francisco of all places why you would do that i have no idea but he's run up all these costs doesn't make enough money off of the pac-12 network deal or whatnot i saw i forgot where but i saw the uh, cost basically to run the Pac-12. It was as if there were 13 teams in the Pac-12. It was like there was a whole nother team that the that the conference needed to split its earnings with because Larry Scott is just running up the tab. Um, out of the, I mean, he's the highest paid commissioner in all in all of the NCAA. High, higher paid than the SEC. Uh, what Greg Sankey, correct? I wonder who signed that check. Wonder who who did that deal? Oh, I'm the commissioner. Maybe the commissioner should make some more money. I think. Yeah. He he ba- he's gonna he's gonna make forty million dollars after this is all said and done. For unreal. Oh jeez, can For you imagine nothing. being paid forty million dollars to be terrible at your job? To do nothing. You bet on the wrong thing, and you took down the Under- whole conference. Understand that he was so bad that even the, he ruined the officials. The Pac-12 <laughs> officiating crews were so bad, they weren't allowed to do any major games, and most of them got suspended they were so bad under this idiot's watch. <laughs> See, ya See ya later. Oh. Get ah. Don't let the door hit you. Or do. <laughs> Maybe put your head in there a couple times. Help us all out. All right. A little, little feisty today. I love it. Okay. That's it. That's the news. Let's get to recess. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. This is your time. Oh boy, is this great! Welcome to the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. For recess this week, we are going to play back. Alley Brawl. For those of you who are uh, new to the show or just don't remember because we weren't playing Recess for a while, Back Alley Brawl is basically uh, choosing a team. Say you're in a bar and you get in an argument with another gentleman and they ask you to go into the back alley for a little fight. Who step do you, outside. Let's step outside. Who do you want on your team? That's it. That's the whole game. Uh, one of our favorites, Let's do this. Do you want to go first? 
I do want to go first. Okay, fine. Uh, it's a multiple. This is one my first time selecting multiple people with one selection, and I'm going to choose the Walsh family. Oh, the geez. Walsh family, after being fired up about this Notre Dame probation, because nobody gets more heated, and the fire does not is not as big as the passion that the Walsh family has for Notre Dame athletics. And now that this is all in jeopardy, there's a bunch of built-up aggression just waiting to be released in an alley fight. So you're hoping that whoever we're fighting is a Michigan guy. Uh, (laughs) That'll get it done. I also don't even know how to approach from here. If you just selected me to fight for you against me, how do I win? Uh, yeah. That's a solid strategy. You know, that's the loophole strategy that we're looking for. <laughs> there you go. I might have to just stick with uh, Captain. Uh, I'll stick with Captain and uh, Senior uh, Walsh. Mm, okay, that's fine. Okay, my first one, and because you, you selected multiple, I've got a wild card I'm going to throw in. <laughs> okay. Um, but my three main picks, I went all football. My first one, Patrick Ricard. For these, those of you who don't know, uh, he is a 6'3", 295-pound man who happens to play fullback for the best running game in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. This guy is a monster. Uh, I heard him in an interview. He said his job is to run his face into other people's faces, and he enjoys it thoroughly. My first one. Just a big dig. Yuck. Uh, my second my second pick uh, is one Mac Wilson, the linebacker for the Cleveland Browns. You son uh, of a bitch. <laughs> was he on your roster? He is on my roster. <laughs> Snagged him. Snagged you and uh, Mac. God, um, guess I'm not going to wild card. He's bumped, you just got bumped up from the bench, sir. Uh, famously um, involved in the uh, – uh, why am I spacing his name? Snapping of the neck. Th- thank you. Patrick Mahomes concussion, but it actually looks like it's a. it was a uh, – Nerve. A nerve, yeah, pinched nerve or something like that. There wasn't enough blood getting or rushing to uh, Mahomes' head. So basically he tapped out Mahomes instantly. Just put him to sleep. Yeah. yeah and he's going to do the same thing in the alley. <laughs> to somebody else? To who? Yeah. Well, he's not, I'll tell you, he's not going to do it to my second guy who's Ryan Jensen. Ryan ah. Jensen, the center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you were watching the Saints-Bucks game and kept and kept wondering to yourself, why is it that always one offensive lineman for the Bucks is fighting somebody on the Saints? <laughs> that Buck was Ryan Jensen. He's known for being incredibly aggressive, very insane, and getting the job done. Ryan Jensen? Mac Wilson isn't even going to get close to me with Ryan Jensen around. I feel that. I feel that. But do you feel my third pick? And it was already introduced earlier in this podcast, so I'll reiterate his craziness. My third pick is Dan Campbell, and he and his henchmen are ready to gnaw and chew your kneecaps off. How insane is that? He's going to take my patella. He, he, 
I've never even heard of someone threatening to bite and chew off a kneecap. No. That is that is clinically insane. That's a brand new one. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta that, admit. You you gotta drop that some a part of that clip in there somewhere. But uh, none of that matters and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that. <laughs> so excuse my language. All right. Here's what I do know is that this team is gonna take on the identity of this city. All right. And the city's been been down and it found a way to get up. All right, it's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right, and so this team's going to be built on. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right, and, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before. Before long, where they're going to be the last one standing? He is just—he is just an animal. Yeah, he's insane. Um, okay, he might be insane, but he—he he is not the type of aggressive, and he is not the type of successful person builder that my third one is. Mm. My third one, Earl Woods. Oh, you dog. Yeah. Get after that. This man wow. cannot be beaten. Cannot be beaten. And you know, since you went with a multiple, screw it. I'm throwing Tiger's mom in there, too. There you go. Both of the woods. Both of the woods. Now no one can beat me. I got <laughs> one guy who's beating up people and one little old lady who's just yelling and berating people. Didn't uh, Earl uh, serve? Uh, I think he went. Tw- he served two tours in in Nam. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, he's crazy. Yo, you still haven't watched the Tiger Doc, have you? No, I'm worried. Oh, it's good. I it ends really things. well. I heard bad things. That's fine. Okay, so my team wins pretty easily, of course. <laughs> No, I think you ought stays to... Under, stays undefeated in the alley. Stays undefeated, uh, naturally. Even my own kin couldn't bring me down. Uh, <laughs> but that's fine. No, I think you got that one. That was a great job. You snagged Mac Wilson right from under me. So, <laughs> well done there. Um, good, good, nice little fight. Yeah. And the real. alley runs with blood again. Now, let's move to a field that is going to, well, let's hope it doesn't run with blood, um, but it's going to be an entertaining thing. Let's talk some NFL playoffs, where um, we have built a bracket, we go through each game, and then we, you know, figure it out. Last week, we played Devil's Advocate, where Smooth picked a winner, and I uh, had to choose the other team. We can go ahead and do that again, if you'd like. Um, yeah, sure. I'm okay. done with that. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more uh, generally about each each game as well. Uh, last week was kind of focused. So, the two games. Obviously, we've got Packs, Bucks, and Chiefs, Bills. Where do you want to start? Let's start in the NFC with uh, Packs and Bucks. All right. What you got? Uh, on this one, I'm going to go with... Well, I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of and will be the MVP uh, this year of the NFL. 
too many weapons on the outside, and he is just – this is his year. It looked like his year since probably week, oh, I don't know, eight, nine. Midway through the season, everyone can just could just tell he was on another level, and he has a mission to do, and he will not stop until the Super Bowl is his. Um, where I think, obviously, the Bucks have uh, some – you know, a great quarterback at the helm with uh, Tom Brady. Um, there are some issues there. Ronald Jones, not he, – he's a serviceable serviceable back, but also injuries to, uh, to Antonio Brown uh, could hinder um, the offensive game of the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. So if I were to take the Bucks. I would say that they've got Vita Vea coming back, one of the best defensive linemen in the, in the league. Uh, was probably playing the best uh, before he got injured, I believe, in that Packers game. Um, so he'll be back. And I, for me, that's big because I don't think the, the Packers will be able to run the ball, be as balanced as they were last week. That defensive line for the Buccaneers can put pressure on... Uh, the offensive line of the Packers, especially right up the middle, which can affect Rodgers. Um, and then the secondary. I mean, if, you, if someone can find out a way to take Devontae Adams away, um, then that gives you more success. Not that the secondary people for the Packers can't do anything, but it definitely helps if you can get Devontae Adams out. Um and I think they'll be able to do that. And then just the speed at linebacker for the Bucks is incredible. And that is where I think the matchup, the chess match, watch that matchup. Rodgers mm-hmm. against the linebackers for the Bucks, Because I think that's where they're going to want to try and play action, try and put them in a bad spot, get them out of position, and that's uh, where they're going to try to attack. So that'll be a fun matchup. Um, if the linebackers can win that, then obviously that leaves you a pretty good chance of beating the Packers offensively. Antonio Brown said he's going to be fine, so we'll hope there. Uh, the straight ahead run game, that power run game of the Bucks. The Packers don't have a good, good run defense. That didn't just disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't fix that at all. Um, mm-hmm. And I was listening today to a very trusted uh, film watcher of the NFL, and he said that the Packers love to play in um, like nickel coverages, they have to have five DBs on the field, not a big defense. And so I would say the Bucks try and run the ball against that early. And then is anybody better off of play action than Tom? It's hard to beat. The answer is no. Guy knows what he's doing all the time. So the Bucks will have to play way above themselves, and the Packers will probably have to play a little below what they've been doing. But there's a chance. There's a chance. I, I think it's going to be a close match. It, It'll be close. No matter – yeah. Both of these games are going to be close, and whatever we whatever Super Bowl we get, I think is going to be an entertaining one. This is going to be a win-win year. Yeah, and definitely entertaining. A lot of storylines wherever for the Super Bowl. But yeah. let's get to the AFC. Chiefs, AFC. Bills. Chiefs, Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills here, Cotton. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Um, Kansas City, I think, currently is sitting at uh, – it's favored by three and a half. Um, 
I think that line could um, spike even higher with the um, confirmation that um, Patrick Mahomes will play. He's, I mean, he practiced today with the helmet, uh, so that's good news. And all signs are pointing to him playing on Sunday. There just has not been official word on his um, status yet, but I think all systems are go for uh, the Chiefs. Um, but even if uh, Mahomes is is a go, he's still got that toe injury. Um, I think the Bills are just too hot right now. Um, the first matchup, I think, was between them. The Chiefs. I forgot the score. It wasn't. It wasn't too close of a game. I don't believe. It was on like a Tuesday. It was one of those weird makeup games. Yeah, it was um, one of the. It, actually, if you think about it, the only game the Bills didn't win this year that wasn't a rescheduled COVID game was the Hail Mary. The Hail Murray against the Cardinals it was yeah. the only regular scheduled game that the Bills lost. Yeah, I I like that Bills defense. I really like how they're playing. Um, I don't think this is going to be a shootout like most people think with two high-powered offenses. I think it's going to be um, a chess match um, that will be tight. I think somewhere in the realm of maybe a field goal or so uh, stays probably under 50 points, 51 points. Um, but, yeah, give me the Bills in this matchup. I like it. Um, I'm actually – I. it's hard to choose because I think this one could go either way, but – I'll give the Chiefs side of it here. The Bills had to throw way too much. They've got zero balance offensively, and the Chiefs, give credit to their defense. They pick it up in the playoffs every year, and the intensity just seems to grow. The issue with the Bills not being able to run is that the Chiefs love to play uh, this nickel with a hybrid. the hybrids. Tyron Matthew obviously gets a lot of credit. For being that like kind of hybrid guy where he's everywhere. He plays mm-hmm. at the linebacker, he plays at the safety, he plays in the slot corner. They've also got, and he doesn't get as much credit, Juan Thornhill is in his second or third year. He basically does the same things that Tyron Matthew does, and they interchange. So one of them will be doing it. So that's what you've got to figure out there. That's how they like to do their defense. A lot of 5 DBs with, they call it heavy nickel, which is just, three safeties and two corners instead of three corners and two safeties. Um, So that's what they like to do. And if you can't run against it, you don't get to take advantage of that as much. And that defense leads itself to better coverage. So the Kansas City City defense, without the Bills being able to run, is a perfect matchup. That's everything they want. And then... What do you got to say about the the Chiefs' offense? I thought Tredavious White, the cornerback for the Bills, looked a little bit slow in and out of his breaks last week. Um, So I don't know if he's dealing with something um, or he just wasn't sure. But if he goes up against Tyreek Hill and you're slow out of your breaks, that's not going to bode well for anybody. Um, So it's the Chiefs' offense. You love what they do every every week. If Mahomes is fine, which all signs point to yes, then go Chiefs. Love it. Uh, Walsh Disney, what is your ideal Super Bowl matchup? Who do you want to see in the Super Bowl? I want to see... I see, for me, I don't I, I don't even... The Bills and Chiefs, I don't even care. Really? I, I That's the only side I care about. Because the, the going 
there's two good storylines. Twice in a row is a great storyline for the Chiefs. The Bills. You know what? Screw that. I'm, I want Bucks Bills. I want Bucks Bills. Oh, I want really? Brady going for a seventh. And I want the Bills Mafia in a Super Bowl tearing that place to the ground, burning down Buffalo, and rebuilding even stronger. That would be actually pretty fun. I was going to go Bills Pack, but you sold me. Yeah, I just don't. I really. The Packers big... aren't that exciting. No, they're just kind of there. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like the Packers. Never have. Yeah. Okay, Bills Bucks. Let's go. Bills Bucks. Here we go. That's going to be an amazing Super Bowl. Uh, we've got a, a great playoffs so far. Very entertaining. A lot of close games. A lot of interesting things going on with backup quarterbacks playing a lot. Um, and so let's just keep that rolling. Let's just keep this end of the season going very well. And uh, let's go keep it, this show rolling as we get out of here with some announcements. Uh, here's your obligatory drinking in the draft plug. Keep your eye out for it. We are working behind the scenes. We're preparing for it. Um, so that's, that's that. Keep your eye out. That's, it's always fun if you're a nerd. And if you're not a nerd, come learn some stuff. Uh, other than that find us at twitter bold underscore nonsense hit us up there on instagram or ig as some people like to call it or as bales used to say insta which used to drive me nuts (laughs) Uh, you find us there at bold dot nonsense or you can email us get real personal with it at Bold Nonsense Podcast at gmail.com. Just hitting A's every time. Um, <laughs> expect the show on Saturdays. That's our big day. We are your Saturday side piece. If not Saturday, you want to listen on Sunday, fine. But we're your weekend listen, so you best get it done. Um, and then go ahead and subscribe, rate, review, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of stuff. iTunes, Spotify, best place to find us. There we go. Let's say bye to the people. I'm at Still Smooth. Much love. Lots of great football this weekend. Um, go Bucks, go Bills. Uh, yep, I'm at Walt Disney. If you love it, love us. Um, this is the BNPN, right? Bold nonsense mm-hmm. pod. Yep, BNPN. Sorry, it's new. It's new. It's a great name, but it's new. Uh, this is a bold nonsense podcast. This is episode one forty four. This is. Your invitation to get out with us into the cold, swing some clubs, bang some 200 yard, 200 plus yard, 250 plus yard drives, score low, and have a good time. And before we go, I'd like to say this is dedicated to my grandma. She starts chemo next week. She's going to crush it. And I am so excited to watch her beat the shit out of cancer. So uh, this one's for her. And for all of you, this is your invitation to stay senseless. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Thank you very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go. Go.